Hey, welcome in everybody. This is the Southlock Football Guys podcast, getting ready for the new season. It's season three of our podcast. Uh, I know I'm excited. Uh, here with me, as always, I've got Adam Sidek and Robbie Larson. Uh, guys, how we doing? Glad to be back. It's football season. Football oh, so, season. So excited, especially we got a, we got a great game going uh, tomorrow night. Uh, oh. Bucks Cowboys that 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 should be a fun one you know I'm, I'm looking forward to this season yeah the NFL is really pulling at my heartstrings you know the, the Dak return game they just they know how to get the ratings going uh, we all saw on Hard Knocks to the uh, the Zeke Dak bromance uh, I mean that's the best love story I've seen in, <laughs> of, in the uh, 21st century I don't know about anybody else easily oh come on <laughs> but uh, yeah guys I know uh, I'm super excited to. Uh, Get ready into another season of football. It's been a long off season, but uh, you know we're back and, and, and ready to bring you guys, uh, you know, our weekly picks. Uh, as far as the schedule goes, we're going to be doing this every Wednesday night, so uh, you can check your uh, your podcast uh, device every uh, Thursday morning, and you'll see the episode uh, ready for download. So just make sure you uh, you keep checking on it, and uh, you know we'll we'll be in there, and we'll get you ready for each week's uh, NFL slate. Uh, with that though, guys, I, you know, Robbie, like you said, uh, we're going to, we're going to take a look at the, uh, upcoming games here. We've got a fun one to start with, uh, Tampa Bay and Dallas. Uh, but I think first we just wanted to kind of quickly go through each of the divisions and, uh, give our thoughts on, uh, who we think is going to win. So, uh, guys, I guess we could just start, uh, with the East and we'll go, uh, NFC East first. That's always a fun one <laughs> since we're talking about our, uh, our cowboy infatuation. Um, Robbie, why don't you start it out first for us? Uh, who do you see taking the NFC East this year? Man, uh, NFC East or NFC West? Uh, mm-hmm. they, they, that, that was a bad division last year. Um, Always is. I mean, it, it has been for the last couple of years. I think it's been, like I, I think it's been downplayed years. for a little bit. I think it's um, been 18 straight years where the same team has not won. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. The turnover yeah, is crazy. Yeah, it's... I, and last year, what what was it? was it? The team, team one it was the team, right? The team. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that, I, I'd say there's a, a lot of different. Uh, honestly, it could be anybody's game um, this year uh, in this division, as it always is. Um, you know, Philly, they're they're gonna maybe be they're a little beat up going in the season last year. Uh, you know, they they could do a little better. I could see. Uh, Giants defense is looking like it's been pretty good. I mean, obviously that team defense uh, has been just was just phenomenal last year, and they're not looking like stopping. And now with the addition of Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, I I can see for me they're they're probably my favorites right now. But um, you know, honestly, I could see like any any of these teams in this division coming out ahead. Um, I'm not I'm not expecting any any of these teams to be uh, record breakers by any means, but. Uh, um, you know, this, this could be a fun division, uh, to watch and it, it, it'll probably be a nail biter to the end. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I think for me, I think it's a two horse race. Uh, I like the team and the Cowboys. I, I think when you talk about best units in that division, if we, you know, split it up on offense and defense, I think offense, you're talking Cowboys, right? And I think defense, you're talking, uh, it's the team. And, uh, you know, I, I really think that, you know, is, if Dak is right and if he's coming back from that injury well enough, I think this is the Cowboys' division to lose. Um, you know, they, they should be able to hold their own. 
and they've got the firepower to to beat anybody in that division. But you know, if Dak if Dak isn't one hundred percent and it's and he's struggling, then you know I think the team are gonna take it. But I'm you know I'm a Dak guy. I'm gonna believe that he's gonna get more confidence in that uh, that leg as the season goes on. And um, you know I think I think he's gonna lead the uh, the uh, Cowboys to a division title. Yeah, I agree. Two horse race. Um... You know, if I had to lean one, I'd pick the Cowboys just because you know they're a little bit more potent offensively. But the team's the team's right there. Their defense is uh, maybe top five unit in the NFL. Yep, absolutely. All right, so let's switch it over then. Let's go AFC East. And Adam, I want you to lead it off. Uh, why don't you tell us your thoughts here? Uh, th- this one's easy for me. It's the Bills. I think they're the best team in the AFC this year. Um, I know that's a it's a little bit of a hot take, but they've really upgraded their pass rush in the draft, um, which was probably their big biggest weakness last year. Um, you know, if they can find some way to run the ball, um, this team's going to be very dangerous, uh, especially towards the end of the year. So yeah, I, I, this one's clear and obvious: uh, Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I I completely agree. Um, you know, a lot of people kind of talking up uh, the Dolphins. You talk about great defense there. The Bills are perhaps the most well-rounded team in the NFL. Um, so it's, I, I don't know, I I think uh, you'll hear me talk more about them a little bit later uh, when we get into some of our season-long predictions. But I love the Bills this season, and I'd be stunned if they didn't win that division. Robbie, what do you think? Yeah, yeah I'm with you guys. Uh, I'm, I'm on, in on the Bills, but uh, definitely going to keep an eye out on the, the Patriots, actually. Um, the last year they had a bunch of... The, it was it seemed like their entire defense just opted out yeah, with COVID, COVID. Yeah. Um, and they're getting everybody back pretty much. Uh, they're they're going to be team with it seems like a chip on the shoulder. Of course, it depends on how Mac Jones does. Um, but um, you know they 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 could be a dark horse candidate there. But yeah, Bills in this division just seems like home run hit right here. Yep. All right, let's uh, let's then take it to the uh, the South, and we will go with the NFC to start. So NFC South, uh, this is a pretty wide open division. Uh, I think for me, I you know I I'm a little bit worried about the Saints. Uh, you know, it's the end of the Drew Brees era. Uh, obviously, no Michael Thomas. I think for the first six weeks of the season, if not seven. Um, so you know they're missing some offensive firepower there. You know, the weapons on the outside for them, not great. Um, this offense is going to be Kamara, uh, basically. But at the end of the day, Saints still have a great offensive line, um, and they've got some really good talent on the defensive end of the ball. So I still think they'll be competitive. But for me, uh, I think that the Atlanta Falcons are going to rebound in a big way this oh. season. And uh, in a wide-open race, I like them to actually uh, win that division in a, in a pretty tight race this year. Wow. wow. That's, a, that's a fire take. Wow, yeah. Uh, I, I, was, uh, I was thinking, in my mind, it's no question to me the Tampa or Tom Brady Buccaneers. Um, I, mean, I mean, that team is just not, not – hasn't really changed that much since mm-hmm. they won the Super Bowl. Bringing back year. all the I mean, starters. It's pretty much bringing back the whole team. And Brady, you saw second half of the season, he was getting uh, he was getting comfortable with Bruce Arians' systems. I, they're going to be a tough team to stop. Like, um, I, yeah, that that Falcons, uh, that that's definitely a that's a surprising take to me. Um, I do think I, I think they said. could have a, a good chance to be second in the division, but 
Um, yeah, I'm not so sure they could beat the Bucks. Something to be said about uh, you know, Super Bowl champs always having the uh, the target on their back. You know, teams get up to play them, and you know that uh, that Tampa Bay team. I don't know that it's as dominant as some of the um, teams we've seen in the past that won. They really gelled at the end of the last season, but. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see if they carry that over. I kind of, I think they just kind of got hot, um, but we'll see. Uh, you know, they're they're a well built unit. They'll definitely be in in the uh, the running for the division. But I, I like the uh, the Falcons this year. But Adam, what are you thinking? I got to go with the Bucks here. Um, you know, Robbie said it all. This this is the team that was gelling, got better as the year went on, and I mean they're bringing back everybody. So I I, I don't have any reason, even though they didn't win the division last year, I don't see any reason not to pick them. Um, if I did have to pick one, it'd be the Saints. Um, I am a believer in uh, Jameis Winston re- revenge tour. Um, yes, you know, watch up, watch out, all uh, you know, crab marine life. Um, but <laughs> I, I think with Sean Payton, some of the, I mean, that, that's a ready-made team for him to join in. You know, he he sat a year. Um, you know, this preseason he was very good. I think they're going to be. A lot better than um, people give them credit for going into the year, but still, I don't know if they're they're good enough to beat the Bucks. No, Sam Darnold love. Oh, I, I do. I, ja, Mr. Ja Rule coaching. <laughs> um, I, I I do like the the Panthers this year. Maybe a wild card team, but not 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 wow. division. Wow. Okay. There's a lot of it's the league's pretty deep right now. It'd be uh, I'd be surprised if the Panthers made it, but you never know. There's always a surprise every year. Yep. Uh, AFC South, guys. This is uh, probably the closest thing to a dumpster fire we're going to see out there. Um, you know, I, I think for me, you know, there's the obvious choice, right, of the Titans. I expect them to win. Um, I think they will win the division, but, you know, the Jags, the Jags I think, are going to be better than a lot of people think. Uh, I would not be surprised if... Uh, the Jags were pushing them in, uh, you know, making things close in that division. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, so I, I, I'm definitely picking the Titans, but I have current bets out for the Jags to win the division at like plus 600. So I, I'm with you there. Um, they're going to surprise some people this year. You know, Texans, woof, not good. Um, yeah, that's uh... Colts. You know that that's the one team I think can throw their hat in there if things go right. But yeah, the healthy wins now. Yeah. Um, but I, I still think that team's limited offensively. Um, yeah, that Colts team. Like I can't get a great read on them right now. Like they, they I I could see situations where they just absolutely underperform, and then I could also see situation where they everything just clicks and they're just. An unbeatable team. Um, yeah. I mean, that that defense could be great. Um, Carson Wentz. I mean, uh, I guess the jury's still kind of out on him. Uh, you know, he's had flashes before. Um, Jonathan Taylor looked like he was coming into his own the end of last year, but uh, yeah. I, um, but I, I guess altogether, I'm with you guys with the Titans here. Um, yeah, J- Jacksonville can be a surprising team. Um, depends on. How Trevor Lawrence fa- fails, fa- fares, not fails. He's not going <laughs> to fail. He's not going to fail. He doesn't fail at anything. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, you know, you bring up Carson Wentz, and you know, it seems like I, I saw some stats, and it was like his completion percentage outside the pocket pre knee injury and post, and like his his accuracy 
after that knee injury he had like dove like 10 percent um so yeah he did it seems like he just really hasn't been the same but you know that also kind of coincides with frank reich leaving so you know i don't want to say it's you know correlation or causation there but um you know it's interesting to kind of keep in mind i mean carson wentz is a bad season from you know being done as, as a starter in the league so uh, yeah, definitely a very interesting team to watch this year. All right, uh, we're heading out west now. Uh, Robbie will do the NFC West to start, and you're going to lead us off. What do you think? This is a wide open one. Yeah, this is absolutely a wide open one. Uh, we're 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 gonna maybe see a healthy 49ers team this year. Uh, that was a team that uh, we had a little bit better expectations coming into last year, but then they just got hit with the injury bug pretty bad. Um, but, man, this this Cardinals team has been looking good um, with Ky- Kyler Murray uh, brought over A.J. Green. That defense is looking like it's going to be a lot better than it was last year, but I don't know if it's going to be enough. Um, personally, you know, Rams, I think they're, they're, they're the team for me in the West. Um, you know, they, they get Matthew Stafford, and who's going to be a – He's going to be a big upgrade from Goff. I mean, uh, Matt Stafford's just been with a bunch of crappy Lions teams his whole career. You know, good for him to finally have a good uh, team around him. Uh, you know, I I, th- I think they got a good chance to compete this year. Um, so, um, yeah, um, I, I, yeah, I like the Rams. Yeah, the, the Rams, you know, once they made the move for Stafford, I was thinking, you know, that – you know, it'd be a pretty good bet to throw on them to win the division. I think, I mean, it, it's consensus now that I think they're going to win the division. So it's, I think that addition's really changed how people view this Rams team because, um, like you mentioned, they were pretty much a perfectly built team other than the quarterback. But um, we'll see what they can do with Stafford. Um, see if they can keep him healthy. That defense is going to be good. Um, I, I I don't see the Cardinals winning this division with which is how good these teams are. I, I don't see them being the one to climb all the way to the top. Seahawks, um, maybe. I, their defense needs to show me a little bit more. I know their secondary play great at the end of the year. But, um, yeah, the 49ers, if they can stay healthy, they definitely got a shot. Um, but, yeah, I'd, I'd lean Rams here. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm going Rams as well, but this is this is a wide-open division. Um is is uh as good as all these teams are i mean you know it's gonna be tough for any team in this division to come out of there with a first round buy um just because you know they're i think they're all gonna beat up on each other during the regular season and i think uh, a team like the packers per se who are in a much weaker division are gonna more beat up on uh their intra-division opponents and, and be able to kind of steal those uh those one seats from uh some of these teams that i would argue are even probably better than the pack in this uh, NFC West division. But this is going to be a fun one. I mean, pretty much every divisional game in that division is pretty much must-watch TV. So, uh, But I like the Rams for basically the reasons you guys all said. seems like when the Rams uh, struggled, um, you know, the reasons they lost games, it was because Goff had a bad game. And now, uh, you know, I think he just got a better option at quarterback. You know, Stafford can get out. He can throw on the move. Uh, Goff, you know, definitely struggled in that regard. 
I, I, I really like what the Rams are. They're a well-balanced team. That defense is, is built to win now as well. So I think they're going to make a, uh, a very deep run, and I do expect them to be the team atop the division. All right, now the AFC West. Uh, I'll kick it off here. You know, obviously the the uh, overwhelming favorite is going to be the Chiefs, but, you know, it's it's more intriguing than that. The Chargers are very much an up-and-coming team. They will go as far as Herbert takes them. Uh, the Raiders, you know, very much in a position to win now. You know, John Gruden's got to show something uh, to that fan base and ownership uh, quickly, or he's going to be out the door despite the length of that contract. And, uh, you know, the Broncos, uh, Vic's, Vic's got a win too. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's high time for him to make a push and uh, that defense to really step up and start winning games. And then, uh, so, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be an open division. I'm still going to pick the Chiefs, but if there's a second team there that I think is going to push them and uh, potentially make the playoffs as well, I, I like the Chargers. Um, but in terms of division winner, I'm going the Chiefs. Yeah, according to isgrudengonyet.com, uh, he's still got six years, 18 weeks uh, left on his contract. Uh, <laughs> it's still Wolf. a long contract. Since I opened it up, Gruden's already made 10 bucks, so <laughs> good for him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this this that that Raiders team, uh, that just it looks like the weak link in this division. Yeah. Um, you know, Chargers, they, they've got basically a new regime uh, i think they're going to be a little slow out the start um can't uh, obviously got the easiest path to win this division um i, th- I think that's pretty obvious but i i, I kind of like denver as a little sleeper right here you know that defense is looking um they're they're finally getting to full strength you know they made some big moves to improve that secondary that looked pretty bad last year and you know maybe teddy bridgewater is able to be a better a game manager than Drew Locke was and uh, helped that team to more victory. So, um, you know, I I kind of like Broncos as a little sleeper right here um, for this division. But, uh, you know, realistically, KC all the way in this in the AFC West. Yeah, I agree, KC. Um, but you're right. Um, if there is a second team, for me, it's definitely the Broncos. I, I, I see them as a playoff team. Um you know, the, the, maybe the best defense in, in the league. Um, I think Teddy's going to give them a little bit of consistency that they lacked last year at the QB position. Um, they're a team with a lot of weapons on offense. Um, uh, yeah, I'd, I really like the way this team's set up, and I think they're going to get off to a hot start and surprise people this year. All right. And then, uh, so guys, we'll wrap it up here with uh, the North Division, and uh, we'll save the NFC North for last, uh, near and dear to our hearts. So let's go AFC North here. Uh, Adam, why don't you lead it off for us there? Browns. I like the Browns. Um, you know, I I think they showed they showed a lot at the end of the year last year. Um, you know, just whooped on the uh, Steelers in the playoffs, and you know, a couple breaks in that game in uh, in Arrowhead, and it, they come out on top there going into the AFC Championship game. So that they're a team that only got better this off season. Um, yeah, I, I see them winning this division. Um, Steelers, Ravens, they're going to be right there. Um, I, I don't see the Bengals being involved in the, the conversation. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think the Browns have separated themselves from the pack in this division. Yeah, I uh, I like the Browns. You know, this, this division is super interesting just because nobody is – 
I don't feel like any of these teams are trying to tank. Um, I feel like in some regard they're all trying to win now. Um, you know, Bengals have a lot of talent, but it's, you know they just kind of got to pull it all together. The defense needs work. Um, but uh, you know, Zach Taylor, he's got to start winning soon. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, you know, it's it's gonna be the end of the road for him. Uh, you know, Steelers obviously, you know, they lost a lot of pieces uh, on the defensive side of the ball. So we'll see if they can kind of maintain their status quo and competitiveness in the division, especially with an aging Big, big Ben. Um, you know, for me, it's between the Ravens and the uh, and the Browns, and I, I, I'm with you, Adam. I, I think the Browns, I expect the Browns' defense to absolutely carry them uh, this season. I think they're going to be one of the most dominant units in football. Uh, you know, I, th- I think they're going to be... They're gonna be like one of those teams that you watch, and it's they're gonna bring sexy back uh, on defense. Like it's it's gonna be fun to watch them play D. They're gonna fly around. You're gonna see them get six, seven sacks a game potentially. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna go nuts this year. So I'm I'm really excited to see the Browns. I bet they win the division too. Yeah, great on both sides of the ball. On on the lines. Yep. O line and D line. Yeah, Rob, they're they're arguably one of the best offensive line units in the league, and you know with the uh, Kevin Stefanski, you know, um, leading the charge there, um, you know that that's a hell of a running combo. I, you know, can't can't say it enough. You know, I I love the Browns to win this division too. Um, I, I think Steelers and the Ravens are going to probably be like just above five hundred somewhere around there. Um, but I I think the Browns are going to be able to take this division here, and uh, Bengals are definitely an afterthought for me. Mm-hmm. All right, last but not least, we've got the NFC North. Uh, Robbie, start us off. Oh, well, this is the last dance for me, you know, <laughs> all the way. You know, the, uh, supposedly Rodgers last year, which I'm all for, but, uh, you know, I, I'm just picturing I'm g- just going on a tear this year um, and uh, trying to make a deep playoff push. Uh, you know, it, you know, Rogers got his wish. He got Randall Cobb to join back the crew again. Um, I don't know how much he's got left in the tank, but, uh, you know, I, we all know Rogers does, especially when he's got some sort of chip on his shoulder, whether he fabricates it in his mind or whether he actually has one. But, um, you know, he's uh, he, he's going to go gangbusters just like he did last year. Um, you know, uh, I, I think this Minnesota team, uh, I think their defense is going to be a lot better than what you saw last year. Uh, I think they're going to be a lot better as a whole. Um, and as for, uh, you know, our good old Chicago Bears, um, you know, once Fields takes the field, you know, I, I can see that offense being pretty pretty solid. But uh, I'm, I'm not expecting a whole lot out of the Bears this year. You know, it's... Uh, it's going to be a growing year to maybe uh, be a little better uh, come 2022. But, um, oh, oh, did I even mention the Lions? Do, we, do I need to mention no. the Lions? Uh, you don't need to ever talk about the Lions, right? No. <laughs> That's a little uh, harsh, but uh, probably accurate. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think the Packers are a pretty good bet to get a, uh, a buy in the NFC playoffs this year. Um you know, I, I think uh, they're going to whoop up. You know, they're just going to whoop the division, and, and they'll take care of business. Like you said, Robbie, the the last stand here for uh, Aaron Rodgers, I expect him to be motivated. Um, it, you know, they're they're very solid on both sides of the ball. 
Uh, Vikings, you're right, a lot of improvement on the defensive side of the ball, but at the end of the day, I don't trust Kirk Cousins to push that team past uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. And then as for the Bears, um, yeah, I think their offense could be decent, uh, especially once Fields gets in. I mean, they got a lot of good talent on the skill position. Kind of want to see how that offensive line looks. I'm a little worried about that. My concern, though, is on the defensive end of the ball. You know, they've got a lot of money tied up in that defensive line. And for the last couple seasons, we just haven't seen the production. And so if it's going to be the same way uh, this season, then the Bears aren't going to go anywhere and they're not going to be 500. Um, if that defensive line is uh, playing like the uh, the salary cap hit then, that they incur, then yeah, the Bears can be competitive and they might push for a wild card. But uh, this is the Packers division all the way, if you ask me. Yep. Yep. Can't disagree with any of that. Um, I see it going a lot like how last year went. You know, Packers, one of the best teams in the NFC, and Bears and Vikings sort of middle and eight and eight, seven and nine, and the Lions at the bottom. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, barring an Aaron Rodgers injury, I, I think this is probably the clearest lock to win a division out of any team. All right. Well, guys, that's it. Uh, that is our season prediction. So we'll get you a. Uh, a Super Bowl prediction at the end of the episode, but uh, at least you got our division picks for now. Uh, but with that, we will start with our week one uh, picks here. And, uh, you know, we've got a sponsor this year for our for our weekly picks, uh, our, our official gambling partner of the show. We've got Fan Kings, uh, much better than their competitor, uh, Draft Duel, if you ask me. Fan Kings just has great promos and offers. Uh, lots of odd boosts that you can get, so make sure you get on Fan Kings. Uh, you know you, you can get some uh, some bonus cash out of them every some once DFS, in a while. Yeah, yeah. they're uh, you know they're second to none if you ask me. Uh, but guys, with that, let's let's get uh, right into it here. We've got Cowboys at Buccaneers to start off. Bucks, the reigning champs. That place is going to be juiced, ready to go. Uh, you know trophy ceremonies but you know tom's gonna have that team motivated and ready to rock and um you know this is an eight and a half point uh spread where the bucks are favored at this point over under is it 51 and a half um so i'll start it off i'm i'm leaning cowboys uh i think that cowboys offense can keep them in the game the uh absence of zach martin is going to make things tough for them uh, especially trying to run the ball against that front seven of the Bucks, but I think Dak and those offensive weapons on the outside uh, should be able to uh, put up enough points in this game to where they can cover that large spread of eight and a half. It's just too much for me, but I fully expect the Bucks to win this one. Um, and as for an over under on this game, I, I it's probably not something I'm going to touch. I, I think that Vegas set a pretty good line at fifty one and a half. But uh, Adam, what are your thoughts? Uh, this line keeps on moving in the Bucks' favor. Um, eight and a half, I'll still take the Bucks, but if it goes any higher, I'd, I'd probably stay off. Um, you know, I I I personally recommend buying this down to six and a half. That's what I did. Um, but I think my real play on this game is going to be the over. Um, you know, I, I Bucks, I, I think they're going to come out swinging, um, get out to an early lead. But uh, the Cowboys, you know, their offense with Dak last year was one of the best in the league. So I, I expect them to battle back and put up some points of their own. Uh, 51 and a half, it's pretty high. But um, Thursday night, the openers uh, going back a few years seem to be a little higher scoring. So um, I'm taking you over here. Yeah, that's pretty fair. Uh, this is a, that's a high number. I, I'm probably not 
touching this game. Uh, I, I was on the box, but now I'm starting to get uh, kind of flashbacks to back in 2017 when um, the opener was uh, the Chiefs at uh, New England right after the Patriots won the Super Bowl. And uh, the, the Chiefs just absolutely spanked the, the Patriots that game. And, you know, if there's a team that could do it, I, th- I think it's this Cowboys team. You know, they're able to put up points. I, th- I think they could maybe throw in a surprise right hook to the Buccaneers right here. But uh, so, you know, I, I think I'm going to have to take the points with the Cowboys here. You know, eight and a half is a lot. I'm, I am expecting quite a bit of scoring. You know, this should be a fun game to watch, really. So um, this is not a, honestly, this is a game I wouldn't be uh, uh, mad about not betting on. Wow, Robbie, uh, you know, you are good with Excel, so I understand the pivot there. That was uh, that was nice. Uh, that was a little Microsoft joke. Um, yeah, okay, so we got two guys on the Cowboys. Adam's sticking with the Bucks. Uh, either way, I think going to be a good game, exciting. I do expect, uh, you know, a good amount of points scored in this one, so we'll see how it looks. Uh, second game up, we've got, you know, we're heading to the AFC South here. Jaguars versus Texans. Not the Texans team that you're accustomed to seeing by any means. Texans are at home, and uh, they are three-point underdogs to this uh, Jags team under uh, new head coach Urban Meyer in his first NFL action. Uh, Over-under here is set at 46. Uh, Adam, start us off. What do you think? I really like the Jags here. Um, You know, I I think week one, they're going to have a little bit of advantage of you know, the NFL really not seeing this exotic spread offense that Urban Meyer is trying to bring to the NFL. Um, and the, I mean, there's not a lot of film, I mean, college film, but, um, you know, Trevor Lawrence really hasn't been on the field too much and um, against NFL defenses. Uh, I think that's going to help them. And this Texan team, you know, they what, won four games last year and got significantly worse. Um, I, I don't really care that they're at home here. Um, I, I don't think those fans really care about the Texans <laughs> at this point. So I don't, I don't see that being a home field advantage. Uh, give me the, give me the up and coming Jags here, um, in a road win all day. Like the over here, two forty six is a little bit too low for me, especially with two bad defenses. Yeah, the, the two bad defenses made me want to go the over, but for some reason I'm, I'm thinking I, I could see either sides of these teams uh, kind of having some sort of offensive struggles to get going. I mean, obviously Houston, you know, you got Ty God Taylor over there. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. Is is he going to be good like when he was in Buffalo, what, five, six years ago, however long that was? Um, but, uh, I mean, I'm not expecting that at all. But I could even see maybe trevor lawrence and that jaguars offense uh, maybe struggling out of the gate but uh, overall i do feel good that the jaguars will figure it out in this game and be able to um beat the texans here and three points is not a whole lot i i, I think they should be able to cover it here wait are you talking about the prolific tyrod taylor with the bills where i think he put up uh nine points in that uh that wild card playoff game Yes, yes, that that's the same one. Peterman played that game. <laughs> did he? Oh, yeah, oh he at the did, end, yeah, right? he, he, yeah. he threw yeah. a pick, I think, yeah. like he does. <laughs> Peterman, I forgot about him. Um, yeah, you know, I I'm kind of with you, Robbie. I think I like the under actually for whatever reason. I just think uh, some of these offenses, if not both, will kind of struggle out of the gate. Um, you know, 
Trevor Lawrence's first action in the NFL. We'll kind of see. Uh, I expect him to uh, take care of business. So I really like the Jags here uh, as three-point favorites on the road. I just this Texans team is going to be just a dumpster fire all year. I I don't think they're gonna. Uh, they, they'll probably struggle to win three games, to be honest with you. So uh, tough situation there. You know, nobody wants to play there. Uh, it's it's just tough. Their that organization is an entire mess. They need a complete overhaul, rebuild, and uh, this is absolutely a transition year for them. So. Um, for me, I just think the Jags, uh, there's enough talent on the offensive side of the ball, I think, to cover the three points here and uh, really take care of things. You know, if you got, uh, if you got James Robinson in your, uh, in your fantasy league, I'd say fire him up on all cylinders. I expect him to have a big game. All right, next up, we've got the, uh, oh my gosh, I almost said San Diego, uh, the L.A. Chargers uh, taking on the Washington football team in our nation's capital uh, we've got a uh, Washington football team that is actually a one-point dog at home here, and uh, the over/under is set at forty-four and a half. Uh, so, very interesting game. Uh, Robbie, why don't you start this one off? Yeah, this this is one I I was looking at uh, even a couple months ago, and this line hasn't really changed. Um, well, even recent news: Austin Eckler pulled up pulled a hammy or something today uh, it didn't sound great um, especially with only a few days to go before the opener but you know I, I love what this team is doing especially when you get at, at home I was surprised they were dogs to be honest you got Fitzpatrick who um, you know he he can get teams going um, he doesn't he usually keep it going the whole time but you know if you need a jump start, I think Fitzpatrick is a great guy to have as your QB, and this defense has just been great. You know, um, that's that's not saying the Chargers' defense isn't great. You know, they're getting a lot of uh, injured guys back, uh, notably like Derwin James. Um, you know, that 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 t- defense should be just like just better overall. Um, but uh, you know, the new OC for the Chargers make makes me a little worried about their offensive production coming right out of the gate. So uh, I really love the team to win this game. Uh, I, again, I'm, I'm surprised they're dogs. And, um, you know, I, I've had this one kind of written down for a while. I'm, I'm going to make them my lock for this week. But it's a lock! No! Wow, no rust with the uh, the soundboard there, Robbie. That was quick. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I like... Uh, I like the team here as well. I think there's a few things that are going in their favor. I think, uh, you know, I think they've got the, the definitely got the coaching uh, nod here, and uh, the coaching is in favor. Brandon Staley, obviously, first-time head coach with the uh, Chargers, and, you know, he came from the Bears, so we're pretty familiar with him. He's going to be good, uh, bring a good defensive balance to that team, but, uh, you know, to come out and win your first game as an NFL head coach on the road – especially against somebody as proven as uh, Riverboat Ron Rivera, eh, it seems a little tough. Plus, this uh, this Washington team, we're talking about one of the best defenses in the NFL, uh, probably going to give that second-year quarterback some trouble. Uh, I expect a pretty sloppy, low-scoring game here, but I, I like the team, actually, uh, as underdogs. I like them to win as well, so uh, I'll jump on the team with you. And uh, as far as that over-under is concerned, you know, 44 and a half, oh gosh, I, I, I lean under, but I, I just don't think I'll touch it. But uh, I do expect kind of a sloppy, low-scoring game. Yeah, I, I agree with you guys. Um, 
yeah, you know, season long, I think probably the Chargers get it figured out and maybe a little bit better than uh, the football team. But uh, in week one, I'm, I'm going to take the team at home here, uh, money line. Uh, I think I think their D line is going to give the Chargers O line struggles. I know their O line is a little bit revamped. Um, might take them a little bit to get going. Uh, I think you know they teams D line feast. Uh, maybe maybe a defensive score here, but um, yeah, I, I don't have a great feeling about this game. But I, if I had to take one, I'm taking the team money line. Probably taking the under two of forty four and a half. Could see a little bit of offense struggle in this one. Yeah, two solid defenses in that one should be interesting. All right, another uh, pretty intriguing matchup here. We've got the Seattle Seahawks traveling to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. The Colts are two-and-a-half-point underdogs at home in this one with an over-under set at 50. Um, I'll, I'll lead it off here, guys. I like the Seahawks in this one personally. I just think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not the biggest Carson Wentz fan. Um, you know, I think he's a far cry from the product we saw his first couple of years in the NFL we talked about the uh, the injury and, and his uh, his throwing accuracy out of the pocket earlier. Um, Colts are a well balanced team, but you know I think the Seahawks are, are just a better team here, and the weapons on the outside I think are going to give the Colts quite a bit of uh, trouble in this one, even at home. So I like the Seahawks to cover the two and a half here. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, you know, at the end of the year, the Seahawks back um, back end secondary played real well Colts you know they're they're a run first team um their outside options don't excite me I I think they're going to be one of the worst passing offenses in the league um you know unless unless they come out punching you saw the Colts last year if they got out to a lead they were pretty hard to beat um but you know I I just I just don't see it happen in week one here um I take the the Seahawks even though they're two and a half point favorites on the road I, I think that's enough for them to cover and uh feel comfortable pretty confident about that yeah kind of adding to your point there the Seahawks they always uh, it seems like the start of the season they are uh, recent years have been able to come out of the gate pretty hot and uh, I don't see any reason why they can't come out a little hot against this Colts team um, either um, you know the new OC too um, you know um, but uh, you know I, I think they're gonna let Russ cook you know that I, I think they were saying that uh, last year they need to let Russ cook, and I, you know, I think they're going to give him the shot here. Uh, I think the Seahawks can pull off to an early lead, uh, especially with some of the weapons they have, and I, I think they could hold it right here. They're a different team with a healthy Chris Carson too. I, you know, when they can kind of run downhill with him, really sets up Russ well for the play action rollout type stuff, and uh, opens up the field for uh, DK Metcalf downfield. So you know they're. They're a much different team when they can run the ball well, and I do expect them to be able to uh, to move, uh, you know, to win at the line of scrimmage in this one and uh, and uh, get some solid running out of it. So we'll see. But yeah, we're all on the Seahawks in this one. Yeah, nobody wants to see DJ Dallas out there. Yeah. Any thoughts on the uh, over under in this one? It's set at fifty. I that's not one I have a great read on. Um, you know, the Seahawks tend to put up points, but I, the Colts, what they're going to do with Carson Wentz, I kind of lost on it. That's a pretty good number. I, I'm I'm not I'm not touching over under on this one. Yeah, yeah I, I'm not either. This this game in general, yeah, I'm not I'm not touching this one. All right, we will not make a recommendation on that. All right, uh, guys, so let's take a look at the next one here. This is a fun one. Uh, the Sam Darnold revenge game 
It is the New York Jets heading to Charlotte to take on the Panthers, uh, where the Panthers are four and a half point favorites at home, and the over/under in this one is set at forty-four. So, Adam, why don't you start us off? What do you think? You know, this one, this one's interesting. Uh, this line has moved in the Jets' favor a little bit. It started off at I think six, now it's at four and a half. Um, I love the Panthers here. I think that they're a significantly better team. Um, I, I do think there's a little bit of revenge factor here for Sam Darnold. Um, you know, I, Zach Wilson, it, you know, that the future might be bright in New York uh, with the Jets, but, you know, week one, I, 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 I doubt that he, with his current crew of offensive uh, offensive teammates, that, that they can mount some sort of miraculous road win here. So I, I think the Panthers' defense is, you know, one of the better – defenses in the league they got options on offense uh this is a good team so i i I, i'm gonna take the home team here the clear better team uh four and a half is not too much delay yeah that again you you talked about this line shift and i i still can't think of a reason why it shifted this hard towards the jets i mean i guess the only thing i could think of is maybe you're starting to get a lot of new york money rolling in just thinking (laughs) oh yeah you know uh, Zach Wilson's going to be so much better than D- Sam Darnold. Like, Sam Darnold, he sucks, and, you know, he's, he's not going to be good. So it's got to be the Jets, right? Uh, that's the only thing I could really think of. Um, but I, realistically, I think the Panthers should be able to have no problem with them. Um, yeah, again, they, they, they seem like the better team, like both sides of the ball at this point right now. Um, you know, I, I think the Jets are – Doing some good things for their future, but you know that that offense uh, got some question marks right now. Um, you know, I, I think Corey Davis could be a good leader for that offense, but you know, I, I think it's they're going to have to go through some growing pains first before they could really uh, think about being competitive. So yeah, I'll, I'll take the Panthers on this one. Yeah, that's Sam Donald. He's no good. I've got better reads in my dentist office. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I agree with you. I think maybe yeah, the the New York uh, cash is is moving this, but I like uh, I like the Panthers here as well. When you talk about uh, overall, um, you know, I think they're the better overall team. They're more well rounded, uh, more built to win now than the Jets are. Jets are going to kind of be a uh, little bit of a of a shit show, I think, this season, but. Uh, you know, we'll see. As far as uh, the Panthers, though, um, you know, I like uh, I like Matt Rule as the coach. Uh, ja Rule. Uh, ja Rule. I think uh, you know he's going to have a long uh, career there with the Panthers. I, I think uh, they did good there with that hire. The Panthers really competed uh, better than their talent uh, on the team last year, and I think you know they can springboard off of that effort. And as Adam said earlier, uh, you know, potentially make a push at a wild card here. I think this is kind of a sleeper team. But, um, yeah, I like the Panthers in this one, minus four and a half. It's going to kind of depend on Darnold, though. If Darnold's picking up the system and he can make throws, then I think he's got the weapons to lead this team up and down the field. So I'll bet on it, and I like the uh, Panthers there. All right, uh, next up, guys, we've got the Minnesota Vikings heading into Cincinnati to take on Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Bengals are three-point underdogs at home, and the over-under in this one is 47-and-a-half. Uh, for me, I, I'm taking the Vikings here. Uh, I think this defense, uh, as we've talked about, is going to be much improved, and uh, all the reports in the offseason – 
uh, about the Bengals have been negative. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Jamar Chase, uh, yeah, I don't know about that one. Uh, we'll see if that works out for him. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> this team can't seem to make a good decision on a wide receiver. I still think T. Higgins is probably their uh, best uh, best option there, along with uh, Boyd. But, you know, this, this team has a lot of holes. I don't think their defense is uh, – you know, going to be very good at all, and I think they'll get, be uh, picked apart by any uh, decent offense this season. So, um, yeah, I'm taking the Vikings here. Talent's going to win out. It doesn't matter that uh, they're on the road. Uh, they should be able to take care of that business, and three points isn't that much. They they should be able to cover that. Yeah, I, I, I think you, you're spot on there. I feel really good about the Vikings here being able to cover um, even away from home. Um you know, it, it just seems like this is going to be a perfect recipe for the Vikings to do what they did in winning situations last year, which is just uh, able to just lean on Delvin Cook and get out to lead and just eat some clock out. Um, you know, this this Bengals team, I, th- I think they could make a chance at a backdoor cover, but um, even still, three points is not a lot. I, I would have expected this line to be a little bit more, but yeah, this Bengals team... Haven't been hearing some good things about it, you know. You know, their defense is still pretty pretty bad. Um, so this Vikings team, I think, shouldn't have any issues. Yeah, no, Robbie, you brought this game up like a month ago, and both me and Evan I think are on the Bengals. Um, not anymore. I, I, no, no team has had a worse camp like than the Bengals. You know, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, not a hundred percent healthy. He's working his way back. Jamar Chase. Not in football shape, not not catching the ball. There hasn't been any good news out of Cincinnati camp. So, uh, give me the Vikings here. Um, I think Zimmer's gonna get that defense into shape. Um, Kirk Cousins, he does good against bad teams. Um, yeah, I, I, I like the Vikings here. Um, not a whole else lot to say. Yeah, yeah, I, I think we're we're all pretty. We're all pretty big on the Vikings here. Uh, they should be able to take care of business on the road. Uh, okay, we've got next one up. This should be a very fun game, one of the better ones of the weekend. Arizona Cardinals taking on the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Titans are at home in this one, and they are three-point favorites with the over-under set at 52. Uh, guys, I like the Titans here, but, man, I mean, I, I probably won't pick a side in this game. I mean... The Titans last year were like the classic, uh, you know, give up a ton of points early on and then battle back and somehow win the game, but like not cover the spread. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm expecting a ton of points in this game. Should be really entertaining, but uh, week one, I kind of got to see what the Titans look like before I'm willing to say that, uh, you know, they'll cover the spread here. What I do like in this game is the over. I expect points to be flying up on the board in this one. Um you know, I'm I'm not scared of that high number. It's set at 52 right now. I think it should get over that. I'm expecting somewhere uh, probably in in the uh, low 60s uh, in terms of total points on this one. So it should be a great game. Lots of points on the board. But uh, Robbie, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, this is probably a game I'm not touching altogether. You know, I, I would lean over on this one. Um, I am gonna take the side of the Titans here because I th- think they could pull out the victory uh, against the Cardinals. But, yeah, I, I think this could be a shootout. Um, you know, I, I, I might 
go off on a little tangent right now to slide in. Um, you know, it, it, each season I've done um, uh, future uh, on a player prop bet. And, Mask off. Um, you know, two years ago, Lamar Miller or, or Lamar Miller. Lamar Miller. Yeah, <laughs> I wish it was Lamar Miller. Lamar Jackson, uh, his rushing yards were too low. Said to hit the over, and that one hit. Last year I said Todd Gurley, his rushing yards were a little little too high for my taste and you know he was actually looking pretty good up until you know those injury concerns um with the knee um popped up and he was kind of shut down which uh was kind of part of the reasoning for going to under so that one hit as well so but this year you know I had one pop up to me you know I'm gonna go with the rushing quarterback again and this is Kyler Murray right here um his rushing yard total is is at 675 rushing yards and that one is way too low for Especially me. Especially with 17 games, too. Especially with 17 God. games. I mean, if you look at the first 11 games of the season before he hurt that shoulder, um, because, you know, he wasn't really the same there. Bef- he wasn't really the same after that um, for a little bit. Um, you know, he was rushing for 59 yards a game. And, you know, if you... It, if he if he wanted to hit that six hundred seventy five mark, you know that'd only take him twelve games to get. And with that, you know, seventeen game season, you know, I, I don't think he's gonna have any problem. You know, that shoulder's looking good now. I think he's gonna be back to the form he was. Um, and you know, even if he has like uh, if defenses do figure out his rushing a little bit, I, I don't think it's gonna take that much of a hit that he's gonna have any problems really hitting the 675 mark. So I'm, I'm saying slam the over on Kyler Murray's rushing yards this year. Um, I, I think that's an easy play, you know. Uh, injury's probably the biggest concern for him, to be honest, which, uh, you know, it's got to be something pretty massive to miss, um, what, at least five games in the season. But um, um, going back to this game, you know, Card- Cardinals, you know, I, I do think they'll put up points, um, but Titans, I think, will prevail at home here you don't get that kind of analysis anywhere else folks that robbie thank you for that tidbit that was that was lovely i i couldn't agree with you more i think uh i, I was very surprised to hear how low that number was yeah that, that kind of that popped out at me too um so that, that, that's what i got yeah no i i think that line's way too low. they're gonna need him to run um and they're gonna run so many plays that that that, that that number other than injuries bound to hit um for this game i like the titans here i, I just think they're gonna play bully ball on the cardinals um i i i have some significant questions about the cardinals defense um i, I think they improved a little bit linebacker but they got some issues in the secondary and i don't know how many plays you're gonna get at jj watt um for him to have enough of an impact and you know i i, I just think this titans offense julio jones I think he's going to be a wonderful addition, and just just in the fact that you know they're not going to be able to stack stack boxes on this team if both Julio Jones and AJ Brown are healthy. So you're going to see a little bit more running room for Derrick Henry. Um, I just think that it may, it's the perfect addition to make that offense uh, even more prolific. So I, I think they come out hot here at home. Three points definitely enough uh, enough to lay here. Uh, I like the Titans. I'm pretty confident with it. Alrighty. Uh, next up, guys, it is the 49ers heading into Detroit to take on the Lions and their new head coach, Dan Campbell, or PC Principal as we know him. Um, Lions are 7.5-point underdogs at home. 
with the over-under set at 44.5. Yeah, guys, this one, I'm really confident on the Niners. This Detroit Lions team, they're going to be right there at the Texans going for that, uh, that number one overall pick next year. This like their their receiving options are hilarious. It's like Quintez Cephas is a starter. It's like what the yeah, Cleef Raymond. Yeah, it's like who <laughs> who are these guys? Like, and how much are they like? I can I try out? Like I I don't know. I could I got a good route tree. I, I might be able <laughs> to make that team. Um, yeah, I, you know the Forty ers I expect this Forty ers team to kind of have a return to form of their Super Bowl season. Uh, you know they're pretty healthy right now. A little bit of concern about losing Bro Sala. We'll see if uh, there's some continu- continuity issues with the defense there. But from a talent perspective, there's a lot uh, on that team. They're well rounded. They've got good. Uh, they they're gonna win at the at the line of scrimmage most games on both sides of the ball. Um, so I'm a big fan of this Niners team this year. I think they bounce back in a big way, and it starts with this game. They, I think they're going to kill the Lions here. I love the 49ers here, and I'm pretty confident. And even with the seven and a half spread, they got to cover. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't. I don't think you need to say much for this game. I, a healthy 49ers team. Um, you know, they're going to run some sort of rotation with Trey Lance. Um, I think that's going to give them an advantage, especially Week One. Um, Lions aren't just going to. They're not going to have any answers for. Uh, the 49ers here, um, you know, it, this this is the one I think we all agree on for a consensus um, eliminator pick because I don't see a scenario where the Lions come out and win this game, um, you know, even at, even at home. So, yeah, 49ers all day to cover. Yeah, this would be probably upset of the upset of the deck right here if the, if the Lions are able to pull this one off. I'm, I'm not really expecting much from them, especially, yeah, as you said, it's his fully healthy Niners team, which I'm not so sure we're going to have that for very long. So, you know, uh, I think now's the time that you, sh- you should pound them right now. Um, you should absolutely take this line. I-, I think they should have no problem running away with this one. And the Lions, you know, they just seem like this might be a year they're kind of figuring out um, who-, who on their team, you know, uh, they're they're going to be looking forward to help rebuild for the future. Um you know, this is uh, not a Lions team that's going to be competitive by any means. So, yeah, I, I love the Niners at 7.5 right here. All right. Uh, yeah, pretty simple there, guys. Love the Niners uh, in this one. They should they should roll the, the Lions. It's uh, not a good team, so we'll see. Uh, all right, next game up, we've got the Pittsburgh Steelers heading into Buffalo to take on the Bills, where the Bills are 6.5-point favorites with an over-under set at 48. Uh, Adam, why don't you start us off with this one? What do you think? I like the Bills here. I know 6.5 is a big number. Um, Steelers playoff team last year, but I, I, I'm, I'm taking the Bills here to cover. That, this is, I think this is my favorite team in the league. Um, Well-built on both sides, well-coached. Uh, Doug McDermott, um, I think he's proven over the last four years or so that he's, he's one of the best coaches in the league, and... You know, I, I think this team got better, um, you know, on both ends of the ball, but especially that defense, um, they sort of lacked the pass rush. They got, you know, three-star corners. Um, I think they got two two pass rushers in the draft this year, uh, Rousseau, and I'm forgetting the other guy's name, but they both showed out in the preseason. Steelers, they rebuilt their old line. Um, you know, I, I think they're, they're going to have it figured out by the end of the year, but um, week one, I think they're in for a rude awakening, and I, I think this could be a little, this could get ugly. Um, 
Yeah, 48 points, uh, it's probably a good number. But I, last year's Bills team, they hit a lot of overs, so I wouldn't be surprised if this one was an over. Yeah, that uh, Steelers team, that defense carried them uh, to the playoffs last year, and I don't think that defense is going to be able to stand up against the might of the Bills at home here. I think the Bills is just going to be too much, uh, really too, uh, too much to handle for the Steelers this time, especially um, you know with with Josh Allen, you know, just another year wiser. Just coming out and looking like a, a top five quarterback in the league right now, um, you know, it, the only concern with the Bills really is can they establish an effective running game? Uh, they've got uh, they've got quite a committee going there with uh, Breda, Singletary, and um, uh, Moss. So uh, if they can strike a good balance there, uh, you know, obviously, ideally, you know, they they should they should try to work those guys in and, and keep. Uh, keep the rushing game going, but this Bills team is going to be able to uh, pass and throw, I think, all over on the Steelers. And uh, I don't think they'll need to rely much on the running game in this one. And, yeah, the 6.5 might be concerning to some, but at home I think they should be able to cover it. And uh, Because of that, I think I even like the over in this one. I'm, I'm just not worried about the Bills putting up points. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of... Kind of flip flopping on this one, you know. I'm I'm gonna actually lean the Steelers here. You know, been hearing good things about uh, Big Ben this year. He, he's looking a lot better than he has uh, in recent years. Um, so I, I guess this is the one where the game we'll see what happens. Um, but um, you know, it's, it, that Steelers defense is still a really good unit. It, it it's it's a it's a great unit. Um, you know, they, they'll be able to keep them in the ball game a little bit. Um, you know. I, I'm kind of picturing maybe you'll see a little bit of just a slight regression on Josh Allen because he he just absolutely went ham last year. You know he he was just absolutely nuts, and you know maybe maybe he comes down to earth a little bit. You know I'm not entirely sure about this game, so I'm staying off. But um, right now I'm gonna side with the Steelers here. Um, you guys could have the Bills. Take them. Uh, all righty. Uh, next game up, we've got the Philadelphia Eagles heading into Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Falcons are three-point favorites at home with the over-under set at 48.5. Um, I'll start off on this one, guys. I like the Falcons here at home, minus three. Uh, I do not have uh, very high hopes for the Eagles this season. I think they're very much a team in transition. Um, I know Jalen Hurts looked good at times uh, last year. Uh, we'll see this season if, if he's the real deal and if he's uh, somebody that they can depend on. I mean, obviously, had quite a run at uh, Oklahoma after he uh, transferred out of Bama. So, I mean, the, the guy's got some moxie. But uh, for me, I just think uh, Falcons are going to be too much for him on the offensive side of the ball. And I don't think the Eagles are going to be able to put up enough points to keep up with him here. You know, if there's one thing the Falcons love to do, is put up points at home, uh, and I expect them to be into the 30s on this one. Uh, you know, something about uh, Chick Fil A being closed on Sunday in, in that stadium. I just, I think it really gets them going. It gets them angry. Uh, but yeah, I, I think the Falcons here minus three. I, I love it. Uh, the over under in this one 48 and a half. I love the over here, and I am locking that up as my lock of the week. But it's a lock. No. Yeah, uh, this is an interesting game. I 
I, I, I really don't have a good feel for this. These are, two, in my opinion, two bad teams. Um, I, I, you know, three points. I, I, I'm going to have to lean with the uh, the team getting the points here. So I'm going to take the Eagles plus three. Um, I, I got I, I to be honest. I, I don't know what what exactly to expect from this Falcons team without Julio Jones. It's been it's been a while since we've seen that. Um, and, and this Eagles team, you know, they got a good offensive line. They got a good defensive line. I'm not sure they have much else other than that. Um, give, yeah, give me the flyer on the Eagles. Um, but, yeah, this is one I will not be betting. Probably not watching either. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm with you, Evan, with the over right there. Um, I, I think both these defenses are pretty bad, and I, I think both these offenses are going to – have no problem coming out of the gate hot um, this year um, or to start this week. Um, you know, I, I actually think the Eagles are have a chance to stay in this. Like, I'm not super scared of this Falcons team for them. Um, I, th- I think the Eagles have a chance to upset them here and uh, potentially pull away the win, but I'm not really, I'm not really touching the spread on this one. Um, again, it's that over under, which 48 and a half, which, Seems uh, oddly low for these two teams, if you ask me. Um, but I will, I will hit that over anyways. All right, so we've got uh, two of us on the over. Robbie's liking the uh, Eagles money line uh, as underdogs, and Adam's also on the Eagles. Okay, next up, uh, another very good game here—a playoff rematch. Uh, the Chad Henney scaries are, are showing up for Cleveland as we get into this one. Uh, it's the Cleveland Browns heading into Kansas City to take on the Chiefs, where the Chiefs are five and a half point favorites at home with an over under set at 55. Uh, Robbie, start us off. What do you think here? This this should be a, this should be the the game I'm going to be watching instead of that Eagles Falcons game. <laughs> um, th- this one should also be very high scoring. I mean, as shown by this line right here. Um, but, um, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe it could be under, I, th- I think this is a good line, you know, um, I, I, th- I think the Browns defense could keep the Chiefs in check a little bit as what you saw with like the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. Um, but, um, you know, I, I, I think the Chiefs could, um, be able to pull away from this one in the end. Uh, I, I think they've just got too much for the Browns to handle. Um, and, um, you know, that offensive line, the Chiefs. Yeah. it has been much improved from last year you know they made some great additions and i'm excited to see how how that works out for them especially against a tough team like the browns here yeah i'm actually taking a browns here to, uh with the five and a half points to cover on the road I, I just think this is a good matchup for the browns um i don't really know don't need to say much about the chiefs you know they they've pretty have pretty much had the same offensive core for the last three years been one of the best teams in the last three years but uh, i think this browns team defensive defensively matches up and i think their run game is going to keep them in the game um you know five and a half points that that's too much for me to to uh to bet on the chiefs i'm gonna take the browns here to keep it close on the road yeah, you know, that's brave, uh, and I commend you for it, but man, that's just, that's, for the Chiefs, that's a low number for them not to cover. Um, I, I got to take the Chiefs here, the five and a half. I mean, this is going to be a very good game, but, you know, with the Chiefs, there's just always the chance that they go up 
24 to to 7 uh like eight minutes into the games and then you know the whole game script it's just off and we're off and running and you know that's just that's just what they do they they can blow the doors off you so you know we'll see if the browns defense can get after mahomes early on in this game then uh it's 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 gonna be on and it's gonna be a great game but i just i'm a little worried the chiefs might just be a little too overpowering at home uh if this game was in cleveland browns uh, you know they I could say that they had a chance of winning, but I think uh, Chiefs in this one is definitely what I'm going to lean. So, going Chiefs. Uh, next game up, we've got Packers-Saints. Uh, Pack are three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road as I give up my quotation fingers because this game is being played in Jacksonville due to Hurricane Ida. Uh, so, tough break for the Saints. They're losing a home game here, but... Uh, yeah, so Packers, three-and-a-half-point favorites technically on the road, but really a neutral site game. And uh, the over-under here is 49-and-a-half. My expectation is that uh, the fan base that goes to this game, I'm, I'm kind of thinking you're going to see just as many uh, Packer fans in the stands as you uh, see Saints, if not more. There's just, you know, the Packers have fans all over the country, uh, really wide fan base, and I think they're going to travel well here. So uh, one thing to keep in mind, but you know, I'm a little bit, I'm uh, I'm a little bit down on the Saints this year. Uh, I, you know, I think just their wide their weapons on the outside have me concerned. I think their offense is pretty one dimensional. We'll see if Jameis uh, can limit the turnovers, but um, if he still turned the ball over like he did in Tampa, there's just there's just no way that uh, they're going to be as competitive. That defense can't uh, be on the field that long. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think they're going to struggle. And we talked about the Packers already. I think they're one of the better teams in the NFL. Rodgers has got that chip on his shoulder, whether it's uh, manufactured or not. And uh, I expect uh, Green Bay to take this one. And I think they'll easily cover the three and a half here. I'm pretty confident in it. This is one I've sort of gone back and forth on. I'm going to take the Saints here with the points. Uh, I, you know, without without uh, Michael Thomas, I think it might be a little tough for the Saints team to get going offensively. But um, you know, Jameis can sling it, and you know, I you get good game, bad game, Jameis sometimes. Uh, you know, that last season he had with the Bucks, he was out of control with the the touch, the interceptions. But that was really his only year over double di- double digits interceptions. So uh, I'm gonna give Jameis the benefit of a doubt. Um, you know, they, this team looked very good this preseason for what it's worth. And, uh, you know, I, I think this Packers team, record-wise, is going to be one of the better teams in the NFC. But we, we've seen it in the playoffs, you know, going back a decade now. that They struggle against some of the better teams in the NFC in the playoffs. So, I, you know, I think they're going to win this game. But um, three and a half points at home, you know, at home quotations is too much for me to give the Saints. So I'll lean that, that side. Yeah, the the whole neutral site thing. Um, yeah, it gives me even more confidence in this Packers. You know, I I I, I like the Packers in this one to start, but uh, being in Jacksonville, I I think it should be the Packers all the way, just running running away with this one. Um, again, you know, talked about earlier the last dance for Rodgers. You know, I think he's gonna make this count, especially with in this home opener or not home opener in this opener. Um, he's gonna be able to. Um, I think he could come out hot and, you know, put points up on the boards for the pack just 
to start and have Jameis try to chip away and maybe make some mistakes and, um, you know, the Packers being able to capitalize off it. Um, you know, if, if so I, I, I love the Packers to cover the spread here. Um, but uh, if you don't don't mind me going off a little tangent here, you know, um, um, you know, I've uh, kind of forgot to do this earlier, but, uh, you know, it's looking in this offseason and I kind of th- thought of um, – one one thing I'm gonna be looking to you know testing out um, is um, um, picking um, um, more of the pure runners um, um, and scoring touchdowns in uh, game winning scenarios. So I'm I'm talking guys like Aaron Jones, um, guys guys who are um, maybe more um, more typical you know pure runners rather than pass catching backs. You know, maybe another guy maybe Derrick Henry would be considered, um, but um, I kind of did some calculations looking at it. And I mean, if you look at it, like percentage chance of a touchdown um, for a bunch of these guys, um, you know, if in winning games, you know, they, they score touchdowns 60% of the times where in losses, it's 44% of the time. So uh, I'm, I'm going to be trying this out throughout the season. And a couple of the ones that I were looking on for this week were, um, well, the Bucks. I saw Rojo, um, Bucks huge favorites right here. Um, Titans favorites. So Derek Henry, and then also the Packers, Aaron Jones, he are pretty strong favorites here. Um, and you know, calculating some implied odds, um, some ones that I think I'm going to roll with this week are Rojo, um, to score anytime. Those odds are, uh, at plus 120. And by my calculations, it should be maybe about even odds. Um, so I'm going to play that one. Uh, Derrick Henry, um, I'm not going to touch this week because those odds are they're given as minus 225s, and I'm seeing it as maybe minus 150. Um, but Aaron Jones, um, odds for him scoring a touchdown in this game is minus 120, and I, I see it as odds should be maybe somewhere around 160, so I'm going to hit that one too. So those are some prop bets I'm going to have this week. Um, Rojo and Aaron Jones scoring touchdown anytime during the game so if you want to just play along with me have a little fun with it um, go for it but those that, that's uh some bets that i'm gonna be doing this week i like that that's a good one aaron jones yeah like that guy i mean if you just look look at it on a game by game basis he, what he probably scores 70 percent of the time i would imagine 70 percent of games he gets at least a touchdown uh, 62% of games. 62%? Well, there you go. Um, that's close enough. But, yeah, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right, Robbie. I mean, that's those odds are uh, those those are pretty good odds, all things considered. And I, I would bet that uh, he should be able to get in. So, um, yeah. All right. Uh, next game up, guys. We've got the Broncos heading into the Meadowlands, uh, taking taking on the Giants, and the Giants are three point underdogs at home in this one, with the over under set at forty one and a half. And uh, I'm turning this over to Adam because I know Adam's got a strong take for you here. Yeah, I this one this one. You know, I, my eyes lit up when I saw this line. Uh, I, I'm hammering the Broncos uh, minus three on the road here in our favorite stadium, MetLife. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. Yeah, I, I I just don't see these two teams on the same uh, on the same plane. Uh, Giants, they're another one of these teams that didn't really have a good off season when it comes to you know press. You know, you got Saquon. Will I play? Will I not play? Um, 
you know, even if he's 100% healthy, he's 100% what he was, you know, when we remember him dominating the league. Um, and the rest of this offense, I mean, Danny Dimes, we've yet to see it. And it's, it's what, year three now, year four. Um, Kenny Galladay is, you know, a good addition. But, you know, he's had some camp struggles. Um, yeah, I just don't see, I mean, and I, I think with the Broncos, you know, they're, they're, their defense is going to be their best offense. They're going to try to, you know, game manage on offense, quick hit passes. Um, they got a lot of weapons on offense. I just like how this team stack up, and I don't think the Giants had the firepower to keep up at home um, with this Broncos team. So, I, yeah, I love the Broncos on the road here. Uh, I, they might wipe the floor with the Giants. But it's a lock. Yeah, no. that, that is my lock for this week. Thank you, Robbie. Yeah, I uh, I agree. I really like the uh, the Broncos here as well. Um, I just think the uh, Broncos D line is just going to absolutely maul uh, the offensive line of uh, the Giants, and I think Danny Dimes is going to spend more time on his back uh, than uh, the Joe Judge would uh, care to uh, like to see, at least. So um, you know, and on the offensive side of the ball, you know, like we kind of talked about Teddy Bridge being a better game manager for this team. I think that they'll be uh, in better hands there. Broncos still got some pretty solid weapons on the outside, uh, you know, with, with Cortland Sutton and, uh, oh gosh, I why? Jerry Judy. Yeah, yeah. No Judge, yeah. Judge Judy, Noah Fant, thank you. Um, Tim Patrick. Yeah, and, you know, the running back uh, duo they got too. I mean, uh, Javante Williams, a lot of good buzz about him. Still got Melvin Gordon. So, I mean, there's, there's definitely some weapons uh, for the Broncos. So I'm not exactly worried about them being able to put up points here either. Uh, yeah, I, I like the Broncos here. Minus three feel pretty good about it. Yeah, and, you know, they, they've got Mike Munchak, you know, working on that offensive line. I'd expect them to keep progressing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm with you guys, you know, on the Broncos here. You know, I'm glad I got it in like a month ago when it was like Broncos minus one and a half. Um, I, and, you know, to that point, Adam, you know, I think the public is right there with your pick right here, and I love this one. You know, Broncos should have no problem just running away with it. This Giants team is just a lot of question marks right now, and especially Danny, Danny drops, you know. Yeah, he's good for one he's fumble gonna, this he's week. He's going to put at least one on the ground yeah, this that, week. That's, I that's mean, my you could probably luck. Lock it up a Danny Dimes fumble. <laughs> I mean, can we can we look up a, what what – if there's a prop bet available for if he fumbles, because I I would probably jump all over that. Um, but uh, yeah, this I would drop a dime on Danny, <laughs> <laughs> Danny Dimes dropping the ball. Yes. Um, yeah. Let's let's look it up right now. You know? <laughs> for a little fun. Yeah, I uh, I yeah. There's I I just I don't see a way that the the Giants can can pull this one off. I just. I don't think they. I, I think you need 100% Saquon from three yeah. years ago, and I just don't think that that's that's going to be there. there. I think this is I, like the Giants are going to win some games this year, but I think this is a particularly bad matchup for them. I think teams with very good defensive lines are are going to really cause problems for them, and, and that's exactly what the Broncos have. They're very uh, front seven heavy, so uh, yeah, they're going to cause trouble for the Giants here. Robbie, while you while you look that up, we're gonna we're gonna move on here. Dolphins Patriots. I'm not finding anything, so we're we're good. Just move on. All right. I don't think they got anything. Vegas, at least Vegas don't want to give odds they, for they that. They, they, they know they know that that's yeah. only going to hurt them. Yep. 
Uh, next game up, we've got an AFC East battle. It's the Dolphins taking on the Patriots. Uh, Mac Jones is going to start for the Pats. And uh, Pats are actually uh, three-point favorites at home here with the over-under set at 43-and-a-half. Um, I like the Dolphins in this one. You know, Mac Jones' first action, I know it's going to be at home, but, you know, it's it's hard to win your first game as a rookie. There's some good things going uh, for the uh, for the Dolphins. You know, Jalen Waddle's looking good. I think him and uh, Devontae Parker are going to be really good options for Tua this year. Uh, you know, Tua's going to have a lot of weapons to work with, and it's up to him to be able to make the throws. And I think we're going to see an improved season from Tua here, so I, I like him there. Uh, and we all know that this Dolphins defense is uh, one of the better units in the NFL, and I think that they're going to give Mac Jones a pretty tough time uh, in his first game. It's a, it's a tough matchup for him here. Uh, so I'm leaning Dolphins. I think what I like even more in this game, though, is uh, the under 43.5. I just think this is going to be a very defensive game. Robbie, you mentioned earlier how uh, this Patriots defense, you know, last year they had so many guys opt out for COVID, uh, but they're all back this year. Uh, and, you know, Pats usually just are, historically have one of the better defenses in the league. So I think we'll see a return to form there. Uh, so two very good defenses. Two less than proven quarterbacks here. Uh, 43.5 seems like a pretty high number there. I think we're going to see a low-scoring game. So um, if I like anything here, I like the under 43.5. Yeah. You had a right. Go, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I, I'm with you on the under. Um, I, I think, you know, that can move down a little bit and I'd still hit it. Um, but as far as the game goes, I'm going to take the Patriots here. Uh, you know, last year's Patriots team, we've already mentioned how the defense, um, you know, everyone mopped out, opt out of COVID, but that offense is completely different from what we're going to see week one here. They, they had a Cam Newton offense. They sort of had to tailor it to his skill set. And they, I mean, it wasn't what we're used to seeing with the, you know, the Patriots style. Um, they, they've went out and spent a lot of money this offseason on offensive additions. Um, you know, Hunter Henry, Johnny Smith. Nelson Aguilar, I think they're going to try to open up a little bit of that uh, Tom Brady offense that they've had for the last two decades. Um, and I, I think it just the you know unknowingness of what this offense is going to look like with Mac Jones is going to benefit them uh, here in Week One. And you know, to, in my opinion, this offense team is a little overhyped. Um, I, I do like their defense, but offensively, I, I think they maybe have one weapon in Jalen Waddle and. Uh, I, I'm not convinced on anything else. Um, and he, even he's a rookie. So I, I just don't think this offense is going to be prolific to enough to keep up with the Patriots. And, uh, yeah, give, give me the three enough three Patriots minus three is enough for me to uh, lay at home. So, yep. Taking the Patriots. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I'd like the under two with you guys. Um, I, I can really only envision like one of these teams hitting 20 points in this game. So yeah, the, the forty-three and a half—that that's a low number, but I don't—I don't, I don't think it's uh, low enough to be honest. Um, I, I think yeah, both these defenses are going to weigh. It's going to be a defensive battle for sure. Where, um, but you know, I I think this might be a game where the Dolphins could steal one in New England. Uh, obviously, you got Mac Jones's first start um, after them pretty much planning around Cam Newton, and then. I don't know if it was planned them forcing Cam out or if there was really some bad uh, bad things coming from Cam that 
being irresponsible or whatever, but um, uh, some, some, it just feels like the Patriots are going to struggle a little bit coming out of the gate on offense, and I, I think the Dolphins can maybe capitalize it in this first game right here. Um, I, I, I think I might take them to win this game. Um, I, I think it's a pretty fair shot, but either way, this, this has got to be a low-scoring game. Like, I don't see any way around it. Yeah, I, I will be hammering this under, I think. I think uh, I'm going to have that in a lot of different ways. Might might throw a teaser at it, too. You know, uh, this, I Yeah, I can't see a lot of points being put up here. I'd be stunned. I mean, unless one team just pulls ahead to hit over 30, and that's the only, uh, only way I can really really picture it. Yeah, I, just, I think it's going to be small chunks of yards at a time. I think even when these offensive move, move I don't think it's going to be big plays. I think it'll be... Uh, bits and pieces, and yeah, I think it'll be a largely a field position battle. So I'll be I'll be hitting that. Uh, okay, next game up, it's Sunday night football. Bears heading to LA to take on the Rams in SoFi. First game at SoFi with fans, and actually, uh, Adam and I will be there in attendance, rooting on our Bears as they probably lose. Um, <laughs> Rams are seven and a half point favorites in this one, and the over under is set at. 46 and a half so that's pretty interesting right that's a huge that's a pretty big spread and the over under is not very high so um kind of shows you what people are thinking of the bears offense and their ability to put up points in this game um for me i'm taking the rams i think they'll cover this i i think we're gonna see dalton here week one uh the whole game and i just think he's gonna get eaten alive by this uh rams defensive line aaron donald that's not the guy uh you want to go against and yeah, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a long day for the bears. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, in terms of firepower, I mean, this is going to be interesting too. I'm somebody that's a little bit lower on the bears defense this year. Um, I'm not so sure that they're going to be, uh, better than kind of an average defense. We'll see. Uh, again, it's going to kind of depend on how good that defensive line is. Um, but I don't think the Rams are going to struggle to put up points here, and I think the Bears will. So that's a recipe for uh, quite a big point differential. So 7.5 doesn't scare me here. I'm taking the Rams. Uh, you know, I, I can see the Bears being above uh, average defense for sure. Um, you know, uh, yeah, an elite defense? No, I don't think so. Um, but uh, as, as far as this game is concerned, with Andy Dalton coming out there for the Bears, um Honestly, I don't see him as that much of an improvement over Foles last year. Um, I mean, that, that offensive line still has its struggles, it seems like. Um, uh, and until I see otherwise, like I'm going to I'm gonna just stick with that. Um, this, this Rams team, I think they do get an upgrade in Matt Stafford, but uh, the Bears have seen quite a bit of Stafford throughout the years, and um, I, I think they'll be able to game plan around it. So I, I do really like this under. I'm actually shocked that this over-under went up from 44 to 46.5. I'm, I'm going to take this under 46.5 right here. Wow. But um, I do think 7.5, I, th- I think the Rams could be able to put up um, enough points to be able to cover it while staying under this. Uh, i just not picturing many ways the Bears are going to be able to put up points, especially against such a prolific defense like the Rams. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> before I get to the game picks, I, I I love that under, Robbie. Um, 
you know, these are two teams that are actually very familiar with each other. They've played the last four years. You know, the Bears, they've seen Matt Stafford for a decade, twice, twice a year now. Um, yeah, I, I think that that's going to help both defenses, and it's both the strengths of these, these teams. So, I, I, yeah, that number is way too high. Um, it's been climbing. I, I don't really understand why uh, hammer that hammer that under. Um, but I'm, I'm actually going to take the Bears here. Uh, for some of the reasons I've already said, I think, you know, they're not going to see too much new from either this offense or Matt Stafford. It's just going to be an upgrade in the scheme, uh, upgrade of player in the scheme. Um, so I think that benefits uh, the Bears. And, you know, I, I think this defense, uh, Evan, you said you're not high in this defense. I think it might be a little bit better than last year's defense. Schematically, they, they were not great. Um, they didn't really u- utilize the player's strengths. Um, so I, I see this Bears defense really keep them in in this game. Um, if if this line was seven, six and a half, I'd take the Rams. But if I'm getting touchdown plus, I, I'm, I'm taking the Bears here to cover. Yeah, I guess I'm just a little bit worried. Um, yeah, Bears lost uh, Kyle Fuller in the offseason. And, you know, that secondary now, I mean, you're looking at Jalen Johnson as uh, your number one corner. And, uh, you know, they're still kind of trying to figure out the other side of that equation and uh it's going to kind of be a revolving door at quarterback i think this year for the bears but i think it's a particularly bad matchup i mean this rams team uh people are talking like they're going to throw the ball 50 times a game on average and i just think that's going to be tough on a very young bears secondary um and i i'm just not sure it's a great matchup for them i think they might get carved up here um but we'll see uh okay next one up we've got ravens at ray uh, sorry Ravens at the Las Vegas Raiders for Monday Night Football. And uh, the Raiders are four-point underdogs at home in this one with the over-under set at 50-and-a-half. Uh, Robbie, start us off here. Man, how many years do we get the Raiders at always the Monday Night yeah, Football? I swear year. it's every single year. Every year, yeah. Um, and it's, it's usually it's with like, the Chargers, too. Yeah, it, it's... Yeah, it's usually two, and the Raiders are the one that is like 11 p.m. Central time, where it's yeah. yeah they only it's got one little, Monday night game this late, year. But yeah, I'm I'm glad they're not doing that this year. Um, looking at this, uh, I think the Ravens should have no problem being able to cover four points against this Raiders team. Um, Raiders haven't really done much in the off or off season to really um, get me to think they're much better than they were last year. Um, I mean, I guess you could kind of say the same to Raven to the Ravens for me, but uh, Ravens were a much better team than the Raiders last year, and I think they could pull it, be able to pull it off um, in this game here. Um, I, I'm not super confident in this game, though, because, you know, this could be one of those uh, home field games where John Gruden just able to pull something and together with this team and just able to scrap together a win or something just uh, doesn't seem right about this game to me. But um, I, I think just looking in a vacuum, you know, Ravens should be able to take it. Yeah, I like the Ravens here, minus four. Um, Raiders are not a team I'm particularly high on this year. But, uh, you know, the Ravens are not without their concerns either. I mean... Yet another year here with Lamar where they don't really have a great outside option for him. Um, I think I think this is a this is a pretty good matchup for them. I think they should be able to handle the Raiders. I like them to cover the minus four here. Um, yeah, I just 
the Raiders, I feel like every year they're just they're very middle of the road to below average uh, on the offensive side of the ball and defensive, and I think they're going to have a hard time keeping up with this uh, Ravens offense. You know, when the Raiders win games, it's because they slow the game down and they eat up a lot of clock on the ground. Um, but I think the Ravens are going to jump out to a pretty hot start here, and the Raiders are going to have to start throwing early, and that is trouble for uh, Gruden and Derek Carr because that's just not how this team's built. Um, they don't really have the weapons to come from behind, and the Ravens jump on teams early. So I like the Ravens here. I think this one might get ugly. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I'm I'm probably lower on the Raiders than I am any other team in the league. You know, they, they've they consistently drafted bad since that regime took over, and eventually that comes to haunt you. Uh, I mean, they they really haven't added too many additions this off this offseason. In fact, they probably lost more players, especially on that offensive line. Um, but they got Kenyon Drake. <laughs> and John Brown, who's already gone. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just bad, bad, bad vibes on this Raiders team. Um, and I'm not even that high in the Ravens this year. I think, you know, with, um, Dobbins going down, Justice Hill going down, that they might actually uh, have to rely on Lamar to throw the ball. And, you know, we've seen that could be a hit or miss. Um, but in, in this game, especially since this Raiders secondary is, is, is just not good, um, I, I can see this one just being a blowout. Um, give me the Ravens all day. All right. You know, I did look it up, and uh, it was in 2018 and 2019 that the final Monday night game of week one was at the Raiders. So yeah, they, they do do (laughs) always. All right. Well, that is our week one picks brought to you by fan Kings fan Kings. Thank you again. Uh, Make sure you guys join up on that. Um, Not draft duel. No draft draft duels of Fugazi. Yeah. You don't want to get the promo with that. No, no. Get on a, Get on Fan King's uh, promo code SLFG, and uh, yeah, you'll get that uh, that bonus cash. Um, all right, now guys, before we head out here, let's just uh, let's go over our podcast parlay. Um, so we are all really in on the Jags minus two and a half, the Niners minus seven and a half on the road against the Lions, and then uh, Broncos minus three uh, on the road at the Giants. So. This is pretty interesting. We're taking three road favorites, and uh, yes, sir. All three of Absolutely. those, all three of those road favorites had losing records last season. Well, let's just take a look at the home teams here. We got the Texans, yep. the Lions, and the Giants. Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not worried about it, uh, despite the fact that uh, you know all these teams had losing seasons last year and their uh, road favorites. I I'm not concerned. I think these are three great picks, and uh, I, I think we got a chance to hit here. So, uh, yeah, big big fan of that. That is going to be our first podcast parlay of the week, and we talked about this a little bit earlier on in the show, uh, but our consensus eliminator pick for the week is going to be the Niners against the Lions. Uh, you know, that should be uh, them to win that game. Is seems like a no-brainer. I just I don't see how the Lions are going to be able to uh, piece that one together. Uh, finally, guys, before we go, let's uh, let's do some Super Bowl predictions. Uh, Adam, start us off. You know, I like in the NFC, the Buccaneers repeating coming out. Um, I, I just think that they're 
they're a team that got better as the year went on. Um, didn't really lose. I think the anybody, I think the cohesiveness of both sides of that ball are going to help them. And they got Tom Brady. So uh, the whole team is going to be motivated. In the AFC, I got the Bills. Uh, already talked them up enough this podcast. Uh, really a believer in what they're doing. And I actually have the Buffalo Bills uh, winning their first Super Bowl here in 2000. Uh, they'd be 22 at that point. But, yeah, yeah, I'm big uh Big Bills believer this year. Circle the wagons. Robbie, what do you think? I'm thinking the Detroit Lions against the Houston Texans oh, and yeah. ending in a draw. <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm going to, man, uh, this feels like such a cop-out, but I'm going to go with the repeat of last year's Super Bowl. Buccaneers, I I just don't think they can be stopped. I mean, they, they're bringing back the whole crew. Uh, I, I think they've got the best chance to be able to um, – keep it together and being able to get a good playoff run. Um, and, you know, Chiefs, um, I, I like their improvements on the offensive line. I, I think they all together could be able to um, make a deep run. You know, I know the Bills I, – I, I think the Bills are scary. Uh, I think it's got to be one of those two for sure. But, um, you know, I think the Chiefs are going to come back here and they're going to actually win it against Tampa Bay this time. Yeah, I, I think the uh, I think the AFC is top-heavy with – the Bills and the Chiefs, and uh, I like the Bills uh, to come out of the AFC this year, but yeah, I would be surprised if it was any other two teams in the AFC title game. Um, And then playing the Bills, uh, I've got the Rams. I really like what the Rams are doing. I think this is this year. I think their personnel decisions have made it so that they're pretty much going all in for this season, and uh, this season or next, really. And uh, I like the Bills to win this. And, uh, yeah, so go ahead, break tables uh, in Buffalo because uh, you guys got a great team and it uh, should be a fun season for you. But, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm riding with Adam here. I'm thinking the Bills take it this time. But, uh, all right, guys, that is going to do it for our week one episode. Again, thanks for uh, tuning in. You can hear us every Wednesday. We'll be dropping these episodes, getting ready for the week. But for Adam, for Robbie, uh, we will see you guys in a week. Good luck with the gambling. Take care.